Welcome to the Harrington Star FinTech Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Discussions. I want to showcase people across our industry who are advocates for change. I love to celebrate the wins, but we know there is so much more to be done to ensure that change actually happens to build a truly inclusive industry. In these diversity, equity and inclusion discussions, I have a number of series. The Humans of FinTech, The Talent Surgery, The Maternity and Paternity Stories, and the longest running of all, the Women of FinTech podcast series. I do lots of work to drive change campaigns across our industry to increase inclusion within the workplace. So please contact me to see how we can partner together. You can contact me through LinkedIn or on my email, nadia.edwards-dashti at harringtonstar.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Women of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the talk for change across the entire industry. Now today we are joined by Amy Cosson, Head of Partnership Management at Capitalize. Now Capitalize are working with accountants to help business owners raise, recover and protect capital all within one platform. As an experienced head of partnership management with a demonstrated history of working in the fintech industry, Amy is skilled in customer success, leadership, and people management, scaling startups, commercial finance, and sales. She is here today to share her story and all those lessons along the way. So Amy, thank you so much for joining us. It would be great if you could tell us a bit more about Capitalize and the problems that you guys solve. Hi, Nadia. Yes, thank you so much for having me here today. I am really, really excited to be able to take part in this podcast. So I think if we explain what we do at Capitalize, it's best to set the foundations first. So post-2008, we actually saw the UK lending market change dramatically. So we used to have about 40 lenders who would provide capital to small businesses. And that, over the course of 10, 15 years, actually went up to 360, which meant that small businesses didn't have the same point of access to raising finance as they used to be able to. And they were turning to their business advisors and accountants to ask for some help in this area. So at Capitalize, we actually partner with accounting firms to build out capital advisory as a service line within their firm. So through our award-winning platform, we use pioneering technology and data analytics to be able to identify risks and opportunities within their SME client base, and we can help with raising, recovering, and protecting capital. So this is via helping with raising funding and credit improvement or bad debt recovery, all within the aim of providing clarity to the small business clients on what options are available to them and ultimately building strong balance sheets. Wow, there's so much to consider to make it that seamless way, right? I mean, and all the people that you're partnering with, it really lends itself to on my next question, which is for you to explain to us a little bit more what your role actually means, head of partnership management. It, it sounds like there's a lot of people that you need to partner with. Tell us a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So um, when we talk about partners that capitalize, we really talk about the accounting firms that we work with. Um, so when they come to us, 
typically they won't have a lot of experience with helping their clients raising, recovering, or protecting their capital. They might have done bits and bobs in the past, but um, you know, it means that they'll be serious about building this out as a service line. So my team, what we do is we actually take accounting firms on a journey of change management. So we help them roll out the service line. We help build their processes. We educate their team on what to look for. We get them set up on our platform, um, hooked up to our technology, and really, really get them comfortable with having these proactive conversations conversations with their clients. And, you know, this is all in an aim to help build strong balance sheets for small businesses who make up 99.9% of our economy and, and really give them the point of advice that they need. That's such a huge responsibility, 99.1% of the economy. It's huge. <laughs> and it's great to hear that, that you are really spearheading this part of the business. Now, what would be lovely to hear is just a bit more about your career journey and what you've learned along the way, because within this series, we often celebrate people who are just so experienced, heads of this, heads of that. And it's really nice for those people that listen to really see how you've got into that position. And, and, and you know, it's never a straight line, is it? So it'd be great to hear more. Absolutely. It is definitely not a straight line. So my background is sales. It's always been in customer facing roles. So I grew up in Canada, as you can probably tell by the accent. And so when I finished university, I was actually working in sales, but I was working very much so for a retail company, a large retail company in Canada. And I made the decision to move to London um, because I wanted to break into a new industry, do something different, and it, and it was a land of opportunity. So six years ago, I packed my bags and I moved overseas. And what was really interesting to me at that point in time was fintech. It was a word that was kind of rumbling around, but it really wasn't spoken about all that much. I mean, if you said it to anybody back then, I work in fintech, people would look at you like you were crazy. <laughs> and so really not knowing much about the UK economy or tech or anything in general, I went into work for a fintech lender um, that does invoice financing. And, and what was really, really interesting was there, I started at the bottom rung. Basically, I went into a, an entry level business development role. Um, and I think for me, what I really realized was I had to learn quickly and I had to be really, really hungry. And so, you know, in my spare time, I was reading, I was learning about about small businesses, about the finance industry, about the challenges that SMEs were facing. And I became really, really passionate about this. And so about a year after that, I had an opportunity come up to join this company called Capitalize. Um, and so instead of working for one lender and providing finance to SMEs, it was really a chance to work with advisors and accountants um, to give clarity to their small business account, to their small business clients about the 3,600 lending products that were out there and all of the different lenders. And so when I was considering it, I thought, actually, this is a this is a really good move for me. And so I went in and, and I was um, at one of the very first partner managers in Capitalize. And back then we were a team of about eight people. And so it was really, really daunting. And this idea of coming into a startup that is not established in a place that people haven't necessarily gone before in this accounting and advisor space. And what I did was I grafted. <laughs> and so, you know, every day I came to my desk because when you think about a startup that's that size, if you do not succeed, 
the company will go under. And it's a very small pool of people who have the ability to make that success when you are that size. And so we were doing everything every day, hitting the phones, um, you know, educating ourselves, going out to events, speaking to people. And then, you know, eventually it came into a point um, where I was managing a portfolio of accountants. I was placing funding transactions, um, all of that good stuff myself. And then the roles split out and we have a team of funding specialists, capital advisory services specialists for R&D, et cetera. And there was really the ability for me to focus on just the accounting channel and the customer journey that we take them on and, and how do we get them up and running to be able to offer these services to clients. And so I really seized that opportunity to get into a preliminary leadership role. And so over the last three years, I've been working on developing that and, and managing and running the team. And now I have, I think currently it's seven people who are working in the team, which is really, really exciting. And I think the thing is with development and, and how you get to where you need to get to, I think people really think about time as something that would give you a promotion or whatever it is because of, you know, I've been here for so long, I deserve it. But I think the biggest learning for me is if you are open to learning and you are hungry for development, you can get places much faster than you think you would be able to, right? And they say working in a startup is like working in dog years because you get exposure to so many different types of the business that you would never get if you were working in a really, really large company. So those opportunities will be there for you to seize and to really put your name on something and, and make a difference for yourself. So I would say if opportunities come up, take them and execute on them and be willing to learn and, and be hungry. And I think the other thing that's really important is being able to vocalize where you want to be. So a lot of people think if I come and I do my job and I do an all right, you know, and I do an okay um, job of it every single day, I'll get to where I want to go. But actually it's like, I think from a managerial perspective and a leadership perspective, I really respect people who put their hat in the ring, right? Who say, I want to be a leader one day, or I want to be a head of revenue. And vocalizing that means that you can put in place a plan of where are you now? Where do you want to be? And what do you need to get to? What do you need to do to get there? And I think that's a really, really important thing to know the steps that you need to take in order to achieve what you want to. And by being methodical about things like that and planning and giving yourself smart goals, it means bit by bit and piece by piece, you will grow into that person that you want to be. That's super inspiring just hearing you give that advice. And I think it's just so important, isn't it, that you're able to give that, that real life lived example. We joined this when there were eight people and now your team is the same size. Like, look at what you have made happen over this short amount of time. And just hearing how you positioned yourself to be able to do that it really is empowering for people listening to this because it's about making that choice. Either either be be present, you know, the presenteeism thing that everyone talks about, or be really productive. And I think that it's so so important that we focus on that productivity um, rather than just turning up every day. And I really respect everything that you've said there. I think it's a great story to to share. And you know, it makes me think about the next topic that we've we've had a discussion about, and that's around 
inclusion as a business grows and as a business grows at pace. So, you know, we've spoken about some of the challenges, how you've seen them, how you've overcome them. It would be great for you to share more with us. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a a lot of businesses in the fintech space are scaling at pace, right? And I think when we think about it, it's, if you can bring in inclusion and diversity, you're going to get better opinions. You're going to get more variety of thought when it comes to what you do next and how you innovate, etc. So, you know, I think that's really, really important. And I think one of the things that's really important as you scale is thinking about, okay, how can we bring in diversity? How can we include people who are different in um, everything that we do? So we want to bring diversity into every step and think about it and how we scale as a business. And so, you know, I think it's not just about women versus men. It's about bringing in people who are from different countries, right? I'm Canadian working in the UK. It's about bringing in people from different levels of education backgrounds, different ethnic minorities. I mean, there's a myriad of diversity that you can bring into a business, as well as people with no experience, who have a fresh frame of mind, people who are very experienced, who can bring years and years of learnings in. And so, you know, I think as you scale, you need to be really, really conscious of bringing in people of all different types and backgrounds, because you know, ultimately that can really help a business grow in a positive way. I have a friend who's actually filming, who's been hired to film a video on this topic. And he had a really interesting take on it. And he was saying, okay, so if you don't have a diverse team, um, think about it like a bouquet of flowers. You can have a dozen roses and they're beautiful flowers and there's nothing wrong with them. But you know, you have a dozen of the same flowers, which might result in something great. He said, if you think about it, like it does diversity and bringing in diverse thoughts, it's almost like every single different person is a different type of flower. And at the end, if you keep adding it, you could have this really, really stunning, beautiful bouquet. And it's like, you know, when you walk into a room and you see this amazing bouquet, is it gonna wow you? Or, you know, is a dozen roses, that special. There's nothing wrong. They're beautiful. But this bouquet is what is like the amazing differentiator. So I think that's a really nice way of almost thinking about it, right? It's like the more diverse you are, the more beautiful bouquet you have. I love that. I absolutely love that analogy. And I'm a really visual person. I think it's so important to be visual on podcasts as well, because they're audio so people can, can, can follow it. And I absolutely love that. Now, I also know that you've got a very detailed and effective uh, diversity, equity and inclusion campaign in the business. And part of this is your hiring from the bottom approach. Um, and this has affected your gender imbalance, uh, your gender balance in a very positive way. So I'd love for you to tell us more because we can learn from you. Yeah, absolutely. So if I provide a little bit more color around what generally is happening and some of the challenges that we've had with hiring, um, you know, in the fintech industry in general, you have about a 30% female to male imbalance, right? And so it's definitely um, swaying more to the male side. And then if you look at a leadership level, it's only 17% women. And so, you know, it's a much smaller pool to pick from when you are thinking about how do we create that bouquet 
right? So if you put a rollout, a job advertisement out, the chances are the majority of the CVs you're going to get are from males. And you hire the best person for the job, right? And it's like, as much as you want to be diverse, if you've got somebody who's got great experience and ticks all the boxes, you're not going to not hire them. And so, you know, if you look at fintech as a whole, as I was saying before, there are so many high growth companies out there and you could think, okay, well, we'll hold this job role open uh, for another six months and hire somebody who's from outside the industry to get our diversity numbers up, but it might take them 12 months to actually fully ramp up in that role. And if you're thinking about an 18 month process in a startup or a high growth company, that's a lot of time for business to invest, to not be able to actually capitalize on growth. Where if you've got people who are highly qualified and can walk in the business tomorrow and start actually making a huge impact, those are tough choices that you have to face. And unfortunately, that's just part of the industry. And so, you know, when thinking about this at Capitalize, we just um, say we just did an interview for a head of marketing and we put it out and we tried to, you know, it, it get a lot of inclusion from that. And we had 31 CVs and 30 of them were male. And so, you know, that's the hiring pool that was sent to us. So we're going to hire the best person for the job. And so when we think about this challenge at a leadership level, it is tough to change an industry and what is already at the top, right? You'll have people who have years and years of experience who bring great wealth in, but it's not that diverse of a pool. And so one thing that we are huge on here at Capitalize is actually our graduate scheme. And um, so, you know, if you look at the pool that's coming out of university and people who do not have work experience, yet you have a much greater male-female divide. And so the candidate pool that we have coming in is very, very diverse. So we have put in place a nine to 12 month graduate scheme where we're bringing people straight out of university and we work really hard on developing them and bringing them up to speed. And so, you know, if we look at our revenue team, it's about, I think, 45% women, 55% male. However, if you look at the industry, that is, you know, it's 20% better and it's changing all the time as we scale and grow and bring new talent into the business. So it's really, really important for us to bring this young new blood in and be able to give them the opportunities for that growth and, and eventually to get into leadership. And so we look at everybody who comes into the business as a blank canvas. And if we can get them to a place of where are you now, where do you want to be and how are we going to get there? Although we can't change the top of what exists right now, we can change what the future of leadership looks like. So, you know, if we've got, you know, say 10, 15 women in the pool of candidates and we're a high growth company, it means these roles are going to come up and we are huge on hiring internally. So when we have a role to fill, we don't look externally, we look from our pool of talent and the majority of that talent are the graduates we've brought in and so what's really really exciting about that is means that we can change and shape the future of leadership and the future of the industry by bringing in more diverse backgrounds that's absolutely spot on and it's brilliant to hear that already it's not just about 
bringing people into the industry or into the business. It's about promoting them, investing in them, making them better every single day. That's what this is. Um, that's what makes such a huge difference. Now, there's another aspect to this as well I'd love you to share with us, and that's around your proven gender pay equality. This is often a point that people struggle on, um, being able to be transparent and to be able to, to really affect this um, in, in a positive way. So I'd love for you to tell us how you guys are doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, pay equality is a huge topic, as you say. And so one of the things that we worked really, really hard on here at Capitalize is making sure that everybody has the opportunity for equal pay. And the way we do this is we actually have something called the mastery calculator. And every single person in every single role will have the same mastery calculator for their team. And it's basically split up into two different sections. One is your KPIs and one is your soft skills. So these are things like your impact on the team, your ability to coach, your hunger for um, seeking and sharing feedback, um, other things in there are your industry and business expertise. And so on that, we have a whole bunch of reading lists and podcasts and all this beautiful stuff um, that you can do for development. Um, and, you know, on that, um, anybody who wants any books, we will subsidize the cost of it. And um, so, I mean, that's huge to provide those opportunities to people. And so with the KPIs and, and with the with the softer skills that we promote, there are varying degrees of level from beginner, intermediate, advanced, and it's very clear what milestones you need to hit to be at what level and whatever level you want, that is the pay that you receive. So, you know, effectively every single person, if they are hungry for development and they want to hit um, whatever KPIs they want to hit, they can be at any level. And there is no time frame on this development. So it's not saying that you need to be six months, 12 months in a role. If you want to do it in three months, you can do it in three months. And we're huge on, you know, in our leadership team to help get our team there. And, you know, outside of just providing them with the master calculator and books, um, our company is huge on providing development opportunities. So we, we have public speaking, coaching, we have something called Sales Impact Academy, which is a, a SaaS platform. And they go in and they teach different courses on different elements of marketing and revenue and whatever and customer success and whatever it is you want to learn, everybody has access to that. You know, and I think we're just really big on making sure that people have the tools to be able to develop into those next stages. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant because I think so many people talk about leveling the playing field for promotion, but they don't necessarily give the tools that's needed to do so. So I really like the fact that you've spoken us through that. What else do you do as a business to drive equality in the workplace? Yeah, absolutely. So what's really, really exciting is um, we just launched a capitalized women's network. So, um, you know, one of the things that uh, I'm super passionate about is in this network, we're going to be educating women and allies. So any males or anyone that wants to join about 
um, women in the workplace and diversity inclusion and upskilling, um, women on things that they might need help with, be it negotiating, be it building confidence, building their business toolkit, etc. And so we're just really, really big on actually talking about the issues as opposed to ignoring them and giving the people the tools to understand what that is. And, and I think I touched on it. I think the allies piece is really, really important because we're not just about educating women on women and what they need. We're big on educating everybody about the issues and, and how you can handle them. And so, you know, I think earlier we touched on the fact that there aren't many males in leadership. And that is, you know, it's a challenge across the fintech industry. But one of the things that we can do is coach the the male leaders on how to develop people across the board and, and how to be open to embracing um, open to embracing development of people who are from diverse backgrounds and so by educating them in the women's network but also providing leadership coaching on these subjects and so every single male has in the revenue team has females on their team. And so, you know, we do sessions on things like creating psychological safety and creating space for diversity and really giving them the tools to not um, feed into potentially what could be unconscious bias and really being able to open that up and open the space for people of all different types of backgrounds. And, and another thing I think that's really, really interesting is we just launched a survey to ask about diversity and inclusion in capitalize and you know i think not knowing what the response would be i was skeptical and thinking okay well maybe 60 percent might think it's 60 percent might think it's an inclusive culture to work in i don't know right sometimes people aren't comfortable saying when they feel different but we actually got an 88% positive response rate on that. And so, you know, the majority of people who are working here find it already an inclusive culture. And 88% is not 100%, but hopefully with all of these things that we are working on and that we are helping to support, we will be able to take that 88% up to a 90 to a 95 and hopefully one day get to that 100%. So it's a really, really great starting point for us. It sounds brilliant. And I think, you know, what I love about this podcast series is, you know how I intro it is, let's walk the talk for change. I'm all about action. And look how jam-packed this uh, episode has been with action. It's just action upon action upon action. <laughs> and one of the first things that you said was don't just sit there and expect you know, yourself to be promoted. Make sure that you are going to be promoted by really putting yourself out there and making sure that you drive forward every single day. And you've really continued on that thread into taking that into inclusion and how we support and nurture and allow for people from all sorts of backgrounds and all sorts of experiences to be the best that they can be within your business. And it's truly inspiring to hear how you're making that happen, but also that you don't feel like you're at the end of the line on this, that, you know, it's, it's a journey that you're on and you're still driving it forward. So it's been absolutely brilliant learning about you, learning about the business. And um, I can't wait to see, uh, to see where you will go next. So it's been brilliant having you on the Women of Fintech podcast series. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's been great.